Clive Blackstone wasn't quite sure where they were yet, but it seemed like any other hotel conference room. The carpet looked a little worn, but of decent quality. It looked like the kind of hotel that might only have individually packed muffins for breakfast, but probably wouldn't have fleas. The people around the table, however, were positively illogical. Magnus Bain did magic. He'd heard of him here and there, but never met the guy. From what little he remembered, the guy was a bit of a dandy. Clive preferred his wizards of the old-school variety, long beards and big sleeves and such. Magnus was something else, something darker, no matter how good he might have looked on the outside. Alexa Payne was legit straight out of a fantasy role-playing game. Clive couldn't believe how absolutely alien she looked, floating there across the table, levitating this giant tome somebody had left for them, her long, dark ears spiking out from her white locks, poking up from her heavy, blood-red and night-black cloak. The white woman was completely out of place. Forties, well-off but normal, too normal for this weird gathering. She'd been on full alert a second earlier, but when the handsome garbage man walked in, she'd lost all composure. It was a bit like watching Scarlett O'Hara stare at Rhett Butler in Gone with the Wind. Something was definitely happening there. Were these two part of the mission as well? This day just kept getting stranger. Welcome back to the War for the Tower. I am the writer, Jeff Richardson. Let's do a quick roll call. Who is here with us today? Uh, hello, my name is Chase Greenlee. I am playing Hezekiah Staunton. I am Steve Matthews. I am playing Alexa Payne. Uh, I'm Joe Dennison. I'm playing Magnus Payne. John can't be with us this week. John plays Louie. His character is currently in a van with a bunch of mobsters headed to Staten Island, which is conveniently the same direction our heroes are about to be going once they get their mission Uh-oh. details. Bum, bum, bum. So, uh, really quick, I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna say a couple things, and then each one of you tell me like, uh, or maybe I'll just ask you some questions. So, we'll go around the room. Uh, Alexa, you've been here a few minutes now in this conference room, and. Uh, a young, uh, dark-skinned cowboy just rolled in. He, he looks like he might be 17 or 18. And he looks super dangerous, but also incredibly... Uh, what's the word? Oh, I guess, I guess he seems like a cowboy, but he's dressed in a dirty garbage worker's overall kind of outfit. Uh-huh. Right? Isn't that right, Chase? Yep. Yeah, so he smells terrible, but he looks super handsome and buff and uh, and scary, like, in the eyes. What's Alexa thinking right now? I mean, someone new walks in the room, she wants to know who it is. <laughs> so, brain dive. 
brain dive. Nice. Okay, we'll resolve that in a second. Uh, Magnus, what's Magnus thinking or, or doing at this moment? Still just kind of, is bemused the right word here? Not, still not entirely sure why, what, how, etc. Um, but this guy's cute. Let's see, let's see what's going on. <laughs> he, also, he also wants to get his hands on that book that was on the table. That Alexa, I yeah. <laughs> Ooh, quick refresher. What is that book? I don't remember. <laughs> uh, it was the rules or something like that about uh, interdimensional travel or travel within the tower. Okay, so yeah, it's. Uh, did I tell you if you can read the language? No, you didn't. Okay. It it'll take a it'll take a roll. We'll resolve that as well. Okay. Magnus, you're you're kind of looking over at that book. Yeah, yeah. The guy. Trying to trying to get an eye. Trying to get a look at the book. You know, information is power. Oh yeah. And Chase, uh, <laughs> you just rolled into a conference room in a dirty, smelly uh, garbage worker's outfit, and your senses are so highly tuned being a gunslinger and all that even though your your nose is full of stench from this garbage worker's outfit you can tell instantly that the attractive middle-aged woman in front of you uh is having a pheromone kind of reaction to your presence Mm -hmm. you can smell perfume you can smell a, a gasoline smell on her in her hair like maybe she's recently been in a a gassy vehicle sure you see these other random weirdos uh, you see a book floating in front of a, a dark-skinned person with mm-hmm. high cheekbones and pointy ears and red eyes and white hair, and that's really strange. Yeah. Yeah, but what about today has been normal? <laughs> so so what's on Chase's mind? Oh, and also you have that awkward boner we established last week. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so at Gilead. They teach uh, all of the young men who are about to become gunslingers the very casual lean forward and just kind of readjust yourself. Uh, so that's what Hezekiah is going to be doing. He's just going to kind of lean forward on the table and just kind of brace himself. There's a lot of information going on in this room. And I need to take myself one motherfucking second, please. <laughs> All right, and that brings us to Janine, a.k.a. Seraph. What's going on? I am doing my very best to observe everybody in the room and kind of decide, based on everybody's body language, who's going to be, like, the biggest threat, who's going to be the best person to team up with, who's, like, capable, and I'm not going to have to, you know, carry. Okay, I don't know who that would be <laughs> like they all if i stumbled into this room i would be like holy shit get me out of here because i don't know everybody looks intimidating and powerful and strange i was gonna say everybody looks pretty capable so i'm I... <laughs> magnus is beautiful and interesting and looks chill so that 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 might be an easy first first go clive looks real pensive and uh a little bit flashy, but but quiet. Uh, wild card that that drow <laughs> looks pretty terrifying. I've seen a drow before. 
You've seen a drow before. It's, okay, I'll be perfect. Fine. So these other people do not seem like people you would have run across, but but Alexa, as scary as she might be, is familiar. So uh, that that might be good. It might be bad. Anything you want to do or say in this moment? I think I'm going to walk up to Magnus and just kind of drum up a conversation. Okay, nice. You'll have to go around the, the big, long conference table. So you'd have to pass Hezekiah and, okay. uh, <laughs> and then go around towards, uh, towards Magnus. That's fine. Okay. Hezekiah, don't mind. Hezekiah's taking a moment. So let's, uh, Hezekiah, let's Hezekiah, Hezekiah looks like he's having a rough day. I'm going to let him be for a minute. <laughs> okay. Alexa, you said you wanted to do something. What was it? Steve? Steve, what was it you wanted to... Brain dive, you want to Brain dive, that's right. That'll be a presence and telepathy check. That's eight plus one because you're healthy. But you also have the ultimate called get deep. Oh my God. So, uh... Is that literally what it's called? That's literally what it's called. Get me out of here. So <laughs> what happens there is if you beat the person's defense flip, uh, you basically know pretty much everything relevant to your mission. So, Steve, do you have a deck there or should I use this one? Hey, Steve, I flipped for you. Uh, Hezekiah, would you flip a presence and... I guess telepathy check, unless you have some kind of a resistance. No, I've got I've got both of those. So my <laughs> or my telepathy is two. So flip six. Oh, that's right. You have the touch. Okay, so it'll be presence plus telepathy plus one because you're healthy, right? You're healthy, aren't you? Yes. So that'll be seven flips. Okay. Three, four, five, six. And seven. So it's ten and face cards are successes, correct? Mm-hmm. Seven flips. Flip okay. away. One, two. Uh, and I've got uh, three successes then. Crushed it. And do, do either of you want to use any hero points or drive? I can't imagine. Um, Let's no. say player versus player, unless you really absolutely need it. I'm not going to I'm not gonna worry about... Uh, who mm-hmm. wins. So yeah. uh, you were not able to pierce his mind, Alexa. Do I notice that somebody is trying to pop in Monoggin? Well, let's, let me talk to Steve really quick and then we'll get to that. Steve, uh, you are unable to pierce. It's almost as if his brain is constantly has this low level kind of warble that obscures everything. Interesting. Are you going to try to push it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> How many cards do you want to add to it? You have... Uh, what's your drive? I'll just you add have, one. You have six drive, so you add one. Yeah. Okay, you got it. So, um, yeah, you get through, and you get basically a video of everything from the last... I don't know, hour or so. He came from another world, just like you. Uh, it was sort of a deserty 
or no, it wasn't that. It was inside some weird facility, kind of like a, a war games bunker type thing. And there okay. were robots, there was shooting, there was all this craziness. And then he ended up in some kind of conveyance, like a garbage truck, you're, you're pretty sure. And he crawled up out of it. And that's how he arrived here in New York. And he hasn't been to the clubhouse yet. So you're not sure if he can be trusted, if, if you're supposed to tell him anything. Oh, wait. Didn't, didn't Moana tell you to meet him here? Do you guys remember? I don't remember exactly what Moana told us. I can't remember if you were told that you were going to meet this character or if this was just a weird, happy accident. We'll call it a happy accident. So yeah, Alexa, you're not sure uh, how much this person should know, but you know that A, he is incredibly dangerous and he has no idea what's going on. Hezekiah, there is someone monkeying around in your brain. All right. Just look for the person with the nosebleed. <laughs> can, I, can I tell who is monkeying around just by looking around? Are they, uh, is she doing anything specific that would draw me, that would draw my attention to her? Looking around the room, it could be any of these people. Uh, you think you might have an inclination. If you wanted to use some drive, you could probably nail down okay. exactly who or a hero um, point. Let's take a look here. Um yeah, I've got one point. Oh, and, and if you guys don't mind, keep track of your own uh, health and drive and all that stuff. That'll help me out. Yeah, I've got one drive at the moment. Um, how often does oh, that nice. refresh? I forget. Uh, that actually refreshes at the start of each session, uh, so everything's so back. You're okay. you're full up. Are you? And you're not hurt. Yeah. So you have six. Six. <laughs> There we go. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll use a point of drive to figure out who's doing this. Okay. All right. You got it. It's Alexa Payne. It's right. the Dark Elf. Excuse me. Would you mind popping out of there? Do you say that mentally or out loud? Oh, uh, no. I say that out loud. <laughs> All right, everybody. So the, the young man just rolled in, gave everybody a bunch of weird looks, and then looks right at the dark elf and says, get out of my brain. Weird. Yeah, we'll just have to play without Steve, I guess. Wait. Did you just hear him? He no. just went off camera now. And now he's muted. It might be his janky phone. We got to get that guy a computer that works. Yes. Okay. Um, well, uh, we'll just say that Alexa would just play it cool and keep reading her book. And uh, <laughs> um, and we'll move on. So uh, uh, Magnus, has a, or Seraph, uh, the middle-aged human woman, is walking over towards you. All right. Do you want to get up out of your chair? Or? Uh, as far as I recall, Magnus was... Standing. I don't oh, everybody's that. standing. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Right. How's this interaction <laughs> going? Room with strangers, nobody sits down. <laughs> Look, Magnus isn't very tall. <laughs> he needs all the height he can get. So, Janine, Seraph, you're like a just regular looking 
look like a regular human person? Yep, that's what I look like. Cool. Same. Just an attractive <laughs> middle-aged redhead. Look at us, two normal human people. Um, definitely <laughs> two normal human people just interacting normally yeah. like normal people. Obviously. Um, so I just walk over and I, uh, I ask, uh, so, so how do you feel about this whole situation? Uh, not the weirdest place I've ended up, but <laughs> not exactly a fan. You've never, like, been here or heard of it before? Oh, I've heard of it, but the Citrus Park Hotel? Come on. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Uh... <laughs> I mean, it's Queens. When do you ever get out to Queens? I try not to. I think it's Queens. I should look at a map. Yeah, it is. I mean, you said it was Queens. Yeah. (laughs) It's in Queens, canon. And despite my character living in Brooklyn, I know very little about the geography of New York, so. (laughs) I mean, I know literally nothing about the geography of New York, so that's okay. I mean, if you can snap your fingers and appear wherever you want, right? What does it really matter? Yeah. Oh, wait, no. No, it's Brooklyn. It is oh. Brooklyn. You're in uh, Bay Ridge. Oh. Near the Staten Island, uh, near the bridge to Staten Island. All right, well, I take back my disparaging remarks about the neighborhood, but <laughs> disparaging <laughs> remarks about the hotel. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just say it's it's nicer than any hotel I've ever been in. Oh, Honey, most hotels I've ever been in have just been covered in literal shit, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that just makes a very visibly upset and disgusted face. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't believe we've met. Uh, Magnus Bain, he pulls out his hand to shake. Uh, Seraph. And I take it and shake it. Ah, a fascinating name. Thanks, I came up with it myself. Oh, as did I. I mean, my own. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Clive Blackstone is looking, like, kind of annoyed, and he elbows Alexa, like, to, like, stop fucking around and and passes Magnus and shakes uh, Seraph's hands and says, Hello, Clive Blackstone. Listen, do you know anything? I mean, you're going to have to be more specific about what? (laughs) Like, about this city, this hotel, this mission? Nope. Literally nothing. How did you find us? Um, you know, that's quite a long story, but I'm going to try to make it really short. So I was in this big flying machine, and this giant fat man was trying to kiss me, and then I got out and I ran, and some city official caught me, and slowed me down, and then said fat man, who is apparently my husband, oh, also, I guess my name is Janine, uh, caught up with me, and... Wait, 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 I'm sorry to interrupt. Your name is Janine? I thought it was Seraph. Well, hmm, let's think about it this way. Are you from another world? Yes. I thought so. Did someone invite you here? To this hotel? I mean... Kind of. Somebody drove me here. And who was that? (laughs) What was his name? I forgot his name. (laughs) He was your driver. Did he have a name? Did I ask? 
Uh, we'll call him Leon. Leon, my driver. Or I guess he's my driver. My family's driver? My husband's driver? I don't know. Somebody drove me here. His name was Leon. And did he tell you why you were coming here? Did he? I thought he just dropped me off. He, he looks like, around at all of you guys go. and he's like, guys, can we just drop the pretense? Clearly this person is from another world and they've been drawn into this mission. Maybe someone will explain to her, her what is happening, but I mean, That'd I guess nice we could. could explain it to me. See, I'm not the only one who's confused. I point at him. I'm like, see, this dude is confused. Okay, so y'all introduce yourselves. Clive is like, look, guy, are you from another world? I mean, ostensibly, I don't know where the hell I am right now. So, uh, yeah, that would track. And is this your body from that other world, or are you inside someone else's body? Um, I check out my reflection in the mirror. Do I look even close to what I looked like beforehand? Uh, it's up to you. You can either look exactly the same or have a different body. I well, said no, you were dark skinned. Like, that's the only thing. And shit, I didn't have. So, so you are in a different body, but I'm in a different body, but I look pretty similar. Okay, cool. That's like I mean, this is not. I mean, look, this is the scratch and dent version of what I had going on back home, but uh, yeah, this. Uh, I mean, it's it's close. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. So Alexa does a weird video presentation in everybody's mind because Steve does this shit all the time in our other game. Sure. So I'll just. <laughs> So it kind of gets everybody caught up. Um, there's a secret mission to save not just your world, but all worlds. And it has something to do with a thing called the Dark Tower, which you've heard of all your life. Yeah. Hezekiah. So why don't you fill them in with everything you know about the Dark Tower? All right. Well, this is going to be a problem where uh, the chase knowledge and the Hezekiah knowledge probably aren't going to line up exactly where they should. Because uh, I am still working my way through the Dark Tower books. That being said. A quick, sorry, quick meta question. Absolutely. Uh, so Magnus is from a, you know, like relatively like normal, quote unquote, normal world. Would he like... Would the Stephen King series, The Dark Tower, exist? It's <laughs> like... <laughs> a great question. I've already asked you if you know Tom Petty. You haven't yeah. met him personally, I think. But I mean, you've been at the same parties. You've um, been at the same parties? I met him outside. He's real nice. Yeah. Uh, so it's up to you. Do you want to be in almost this world or... I mean... Or this world. Do you want to actually be in this world? I'm just trying to think if, like... How weird! I don't know. Do let's it. say no. Let's oh, say Stephen King is not uh, is not as well known, or he hasn't written The Dark Tower in your okay. universe. Okay, yeah, that works. That works. Just checking. All right, as you were. Well, <laughs> you went to a book signing of his once, though, for uh, for Gerald's game. All right. Yeah, I think Magnus would have like suspected that he's some sort of non-human creature <laughs> okay so clive clive rummages into his uh his little duffel bag and he pulls out a dog-eared copy of salem's lot nope. and he throws it on the he throws it on the table and he goes have you guys seen this have any of you read this book 
and I am marveling at the incredibly thick stack of paper that this book comprises of. <laughs> Are you also marveling at the giant leather-bound parchment tome that's floating in front of Alexa? Uh, I'm still mad at her because she peeked into my mind without saying please. <laughs> okay, so it's just a dog-eared paperback copy, yellow pages. Are you going to touch it or just leave it there? I'll pick it up. I know how to handle paper. Okay, uh, do a presence and empathy flip. Okay. So that'll be five cards. Okay. That's going to be four successes. Whoa! Okay, it feels at once wrong and useful. Hmm. So you're not sure what to do with that information, but you feel like like it might come in handy, but then again, some of it might be a trick. Okay. Might well, even be something the Crimson King put in this guy's bag to mess with you. I, I go ahead and I crack open the book, uh, and I'm certain that Roland's name jumps out to me right away. And one thing that's shocking you is right as you thought the words Crimson King, you see the word Stephen King right on the cover of this book. Hmm. <laughs> What's this uh, Stephen King? Does anybody want to take that one? Uh. <laughs> hmm. Anyone? <A> mystery. <laughs> nope. Okay, you come across a, a under <laughs> underlined passage in the book. Mm -hmm. It says, The sandwich he made was bologna and cheese, his favorite. All the sandwiches he made were his favorites. That was one of the advantages of being single. Hmm. <laughs> okay. All right. Sorry, is that a literal line? I just <laughs> That's a literal quote. Yep, I that sounds right. Can't. Wow, Stephen King is a popular author that people enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I don't know what uh, what this sandwich is, but... Uh... All right, Clive puts out his hands and, like, flourishes his, his robe slash jacket a little bit and brushes back one sleeve, and he starts to, to throw uh, feathers out on the table, and the feathers, like, dance together and swirl up and create this... Uh, this image and it's okay. of a guy with a beard and glasses. And he goes, this is the author, Stephen King. He lives in this reality. He exists in my world, but also Magnus's. And I assume this New York city is similar to the one that we both know. I guess maybe Janine, wait, Seraph. Uh huh. Janine might have memories of this. Do, are you able to access this woman's memories? I can try. Give it a shot. Okay. Um. Okay. So this would be uh, telepathy and presence. Okay. Let me see. Uh, okay. Nope, I remember nothing. Absolutely <laughs> Did nothing. you have any jokers? <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah. As far as you know, like this is a new being, like even though everybody seems to think they know her, there's nothing there. It's as if you completely replaced her or her body died and, and your changeling body took her place. No, I don't like that. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Nope. Empty shell up in here. Hmm. 
Hezekiah, you come across another interesting passage underlined. It says, only library books speak with such wordless eloquence of the power good stories hold over us. That's a nice quote. Not entirely sure if it has anything to do with what we're doing right now, but I like that. Okay, you guys hear a knock on the door behind behind you, Hezekiah. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is it? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's Tom. Oh. oh. The door pops open a little bit. Uh, do you guys mind if I come in? Yeah, sure thing, Tom. Okay, so, uh, Magnus. Tom motherfucking Petty just walks in. (laughs) And he's still alive. That's the weirdest part. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Tom Petty just died, as far as you knew. So, Clive seems totally unsurprised, as if, like, maybe he's still alive in his reality. Magnus is trying to put the pieces together. It's like... Oh, and keep in mind, if anybody wants to use any powers or any abilities or anything, anytime, just just holler at me. Um, I noticed you have an ultimate on here, did we just become best friends? Oh, yeah. So you could always (laughs) bust that out. Best friends with Tom Petty. (laughs) But yeah, so the uh, the 70 or so year old Tom strolls in and and he smiles and he and he reaches to shake your hand hezekiah mm-hmm. i i return the shake okay uh you immediately get the sense that this man is a gunslinger mm. he's the real deal he's totally chill like he probably he smells vaguely of marijuana but well, yeah. uh <laughs> but you know that if shit went down he'd be like right there and he right. seems to know everyone. At least he has dossiers on them, maybe. But he just treats everybody like he just met, like like or the, like they've known each other forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm Tom. Hey guys, hey hey." Uh, does anybody have any questions for Tom before he he gets into it? I don't know who Tom is, so no. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, "Well, uh, feel free to take a seat. We're gonna do a little presentation here. Do you?" Uh, do you guys want any muffins or, or coffee or anything? What's a muffin? Actually, no. <laughs> I know what a muffin is. He smiles and kind of like claps a little bit. And he goes, uh, oh, man, you're going to love muffins. That's like those they're berry good. things, right? It's like a little cake with uh, poppy seeds or lemon or uh, mm-hmm. what? You guys, uh, we, I think they have chocolate chip. Um, hold on just a second. He, and he walks out and, uh, he comes back in with the manager and the, uh, the front desk lady, uh, mm-hmm. whose name I've forgotten. We'll call her Indira. Mm-hmm. She rattles off the, everything that's in the, the breakfast, uh, complimentary breakfast list. And, uh, nobody's that interested. So she'll just bring in an assortment mm-hmm. and, uh, the manager pours out coffee for everyone. So I assume you all sit. Is it good coffee or like? Oh yeah, it's the best. It's the best in the world. Everything's top notch at the Citrus Park Hotel. So, uh, Magnus is grudgingly impressed. (laughs) So, uh, uh, Tom goes, uh, yeah, they have really good muffins here. Um, we used to have Costco muffins. Those are pretty good, but, uh, there's this new place that opened up down the street. Uh, hope you like it anyway. Uh, so, uh, the manager helps him get the projector screen down and, and uh, he turns on a little PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> so this is where I'll cut in a cool sound effect laden 
thing, <laughs> but it's basically uh, Tom Tom Petty is sitting in the the lounge of the clubhouse at Staunton's Mill that some of you guys have been at. There's a roaring fire, and you see big bills there. And uh, oh, <laughs> so for those of you who weren't at the lodge, there's a giant bear man wearing clothes, hmm. and uh, there's a weird dumpy robot. Now, Hezekiah, you've seen robots before. Yeah. They're they come in all different shapes and sizes, but usually they're they're made to look sort of like a person. Mm-hmm. This one is kind of dumpy and squat and rolls on treads, but it has like a, a picture of a, a kindly lady's face on the front. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh and so the three of them are on screen and Big Bill starts and he 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 intones this deep voice and he says Three years ago, we discovered that the Dark Tower was in danger. The beams have been crumbling for a while, but no one really knew why. The The five princesses got together and decided that uh, something had to be done about it. So they found me here at the clubhouse. We're on Earth, but a, a slightly different Earth than maybe you're used to. Made a few friends... And over the last few years, we've been slowly adding to the stable of, of helpers on our mission. Uh, I think most of you have met Moana, uh, but if not, she's kind of the, the de facto head of our group. Uh, she, she's the president of the Democratic States of the, the Pacific here in our world. And he holds up like a glossy picture of her. She's a, basically Moana from the Disney movies, but older. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says, uh, you'll eventually get all this stuff in a handy little dossier or, a, or one of those fancy smartphones they've got over there in your world. And you see Tom opens up his, his little bag and he starts pulling out smartphones and he hands one out to everybody. Oh, I have one. Oh, nice. Nice. So, so yours is fancier than the one he gives you, but uh, you think it must work on the same principle. And Bill, Bill says, uh, so essentially there's 12 beams. There's, well, there's six really. Uh, and then they have points at, at either end. And, and for whatever reason, those beams have degraded and broken. And when the last of them breaks, the tower, which it stands at the center of all reality, when it falls, we're pretty much all toast. We don't know exactly who's doing it. We think it's a guy called the Crimson King, but but no one knows much about him. All we really know is that there is a way to repair the beams. And that's what we're going to be doing. So I'll let Tom fill in the rest of the the boring details, but I just want to thank everybody for coming. And uh, if you have any questions, Tom or, or, uh, or the manager there at the hotel should be able to help you out. Thanks, guys. And he waves, and Martha, the robot lady, waves her little robot hand, and uh, Tom gives you the A-OK, and then the screen goes dark. All right. All right. Anybody have any questions? How the hell did I get here? How do I work this magical contraption I've given? (laughs) Yeah, why'd you hand me this glass rectangle? And why us? Tom just laughs, and uh, 
uh, the muffins arrive and he, he, he grabs one. The manager is like, uh, well, I can, I can take care of some of this stuff, Tom, if you want. Sure. Sure. Go ahead. Ron. I don't know if that's his name. It's his name now. That's uh, <laughs> a good manager name. Yeah. Yeah. So Ron explains that these are called iPhones. They're made by a company called Apple and they've been preloaded with everything you need to communicate with each other and the group, uh, there's a group communication channel. It's a special app he created just for y'all to communicate. It's fully encrypted and it should work in almost every reality. So that's exciting. It might not work between realities. So if you guys get separated into different uh, worlds or dimensions or whatever, that, that might not work, but uh, it should work as long as you're together here where we are now. He looks almost as confused as you, like, like, doesn't understand the science of it, obviously. How do we access this app? Oh, it's just right there on the home screen, and he goes over and punches some buttons for you. Clive, like, waits till everybody figures out their phones, and then he's like, so listen, I get that we're trying to save these beams and everything, but why did you bring these two weirdos that don't know anything, I mean, respectfully, don't know anything about the mission? No offense taken. Yeah, that was real weird. <laughs> and Tom I'd says... I'd still like to know how I got here. <laughs> and Am Tom I being said, included in this list of, as you said, weirdos? Tom says, well, um, okay, so some of you were chosen because you have obvious reputations of uh, success at dealing with weird events in history. Magnus, your, your exploits are legendary. Oh, um, of course. Uh, Clive, you, you very good in your field. Uh, he says, but 2012, you're from 2012, right? And, and Clive like, uh, nods gravely. And he says, um, so what did you think of the postman? That was out when you were around. Right. And he was like, uh, but I, I, I did okay. Right. I was in that. You remember? And like, I don't know. It's not important. <laughs> so you're saying movie. that. Not only are we here from different universes, we're here from different times. Right. So th there's there's slightly different versions of each place in time and reality. I mean, essentially, think of reality as as whatever you think of, it happens. And so, uh, say I write a song, say into the great wide open, and and the characters from that they have their own reality. When when Johnny Depp and, and the other one were in the video, uh, that's its own reality. Do you, can, can you follow me? Yeah, I've definitely seen theories that, that suggest. And that's why the Stephen King book that, that Clive has there. Uh, apparently, Stephen King is the only person in all realities who understands the Dark Tower, who, hmm. when he writes about it, it becomes real. No one else is doing it. No one else understands it. So he is critical. We have to know more about him. We have to hopefully get him to help us. Um, he's still alive in our reality. And so uh, one of the things we'll ask you guys to do is actually to make contact with him. With Stephen King. The writer. The, the, yeah. Yeah. It, it, 
Is that okay? okay? Are you guys okay with that? Is that going to be an easy thing to do? Uh, well, I mean, if he's I mean, a man, you just kind of got to go up to him and talk to him, right? Yeah, but do we know where he is? Do we have a map? Uh, sure, sure. I mean, there's maps right there on your, your cell phone there. He's probably unlisted. We, uh, we were waiting for, for someone that maybe knew him or had met him before. Magnus, you've met... I, I love it as signing once, but I, I've never been the biggest fan of his work. Oh, okay. Bit wordy for me. I mean, we've heard two of his sentences, and one of the two was not super great, so... <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then, uh, uh, Hezekiah, you come across another one. It says, if a fear cannot be articulated, it can't be conquered. Huh. That's a way to put it, suppose. Yeah. The trouble with this kind of work is that doors open and close, uh, and sometimes people go to a place they didn't want to go. It's hard to plan everything ahead, and every world moves forward in time. We can't go backwards in time to a particular world. So even if we make contact with Stephen King here in my time, he would be a different Stephen King than in your time. So it's, we want to be careful. When we do make contact, we want it to be at the right time with the right King, preferably the one who knows how this story ends. All right. Um, I guess Stephen King, he's, he's human? He is human. With all this power. As far as hmm. we know. Interesting. Mundane with the ability to affect multiple universes. Yeah. So, um, they're essentially until we can figure out which king we should reach, we're going to continue doing missions. So, if you guys would like to do a mission now, we could we could do that. What kind of mission? We need to find another door. And this one is very special. All right. What makes it so special? Because this door opens up to Midworld. All right. Do you guys know what a housing project is? A what? Do you know what a housing project is? That where people build a bunch of houses? <laughs> <laughs> Magnus, you're familiar. Logical. There's a piece of the beam, and it's next to a door. So we thought we could get a piece of this beam and study it, and then by putting all the beams pieces together, maybe we could rebuild the beam. And uh, so there's a woman there. She's a traveler. She has a door to Midworld, and she has a piece of the beam. So it's, it, we think it's a good first mission. It's on Staten Island, and he points out the way you came towards the bridge. Mm -hmm. And there's only one catch. There may be a demon at this housing project as well. Well, what sort of demon? Thing. Uh, demons, there's many different types. Um, some of them are fairly benign. Uh, this one is very powerful and very dangerous. 
so we're thinking, we're thinking maybe we could kill two birds with one stone. Take out the demon, get the beam. Oh, and, and a third stone, make contact with this woman and, and, and secure the door. What do you guys think? Wouldn't that be a third bird? <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. We're killing birds. I forgot. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's early. <laughs> so, um, yeah, if you guys are ready, we have a, a car waiting. Um, do you need weapons? Armor? I mean, I, yes. I could. Yes, all. <laughs> I could portal us directly there. Save the time. Ooh, if ooh. you've got a, a better also, um portal, ugh, I'm not sure. I think we want to keep uh, the use of magic down as much as possible. Uh, this thing is going to be strange enough as is. We don't want the demon to suddenly know we're there. And he might be able to sense mm-hmm. magic. So, so we'll try to enter right. in a mundane fashion if you're comfortable with that. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Okay, uh, so he he uh, says, whenever you're uh, done with your food, we'll get you settled in your rooms. Does anyone have any luggage? Uh, didn't really have a chance to pack. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, so uh, Indira takes you guys to your rooms. Do you guys want to all have your own room, or do you want to double up? Uh, what Magnus definitely yeah. wants his own room. Okay. Uh, definitely would not even think to ask, but I mean, I'm also by far the youngest so i would probably have my own okay okay because you're a dirty stinky boy yep (laughs) filthy child someone get him a shower okay so (laughs) you guys shower get into your new clothes and um he says uh when you're when you're dressed meet us in the basement and we'll we'll get you outfitted with some gear how's that sound and if you have any special requests just leave those with indira you guys ready? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who has any special requests for gear? I assume Hezekiah and yeah, I would Janine. definitely like a replacement for my guns, which I do believe were lost in, guns, the, in yeah. the shift. You want some forty fours? Uh, yeah, I want. I want some guns, not some plastic crap. Gotcha. <laughs> Seraph. Do I have my clockwork pistol, or do I need a new one? You need a new one. Great. Or did we have your gear show up somewhere? I can't remember. Yeah, didn't the driver? Yeah, my gun did. My, like, armor didn't, but my armor is not as important as my gun. Okay, yeah. So uh, we'll say that your gun mysteriously was in your purse? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So you've got your gun, and uh, you'll want a whip, I imagine? Yes. Okay. Whip and some armor. Okay, cool. Sexy. So Hezekiah, you you got those cherry wood revolvers. That's what I Uh, had. The coin. Yeah, you have the coin. Yes. It's in your pocket. You do not have the red orb. What happened? I thought I, I thought the orb definitely came with me. You thought the orb came with you? Okay. I did. Okay, so it's just. I'm willing a, to be wrong about that. It's a but... tiny red marble in a in a a little drawstring bag. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Cool. So, uh, yeah, let's do this. You're you're in the basement. You guys get you get kitted out with your armor and shit, and then uh, 
They go down a long hallway, and there is Leon, shockingly. And he's, but he's in like a, a fancy outfit now with the little black cap and a, a black tie. And it's a, a limo. So you guys load up into the limo. Before I do, I'd like to see if I can shift out of Janine, like look like somebody else. Oh, you want to change your body? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, try it. That'll be... Uh, presence and biology for this one. Okay. Plus one because you're healthy. I got one success. One success. Okay, you yep. you strain and you feel constipated, but nothing's happening. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa right. pats you patronizingly on the back and uh, and says, uh, "You'll get there." I don't want to look like this anymore. I don't want people to recognize me. <laughs> Okay, you guys load up into the car, and uh, and Tom shakes everybody's hands as they load into the limo, and then he whispers something in Clive's ear, and Clive laughs, and uh, the doors close, and you're on the way, and uh, boom, you're headed out there. There's some soul music on the hi-fi. <laughs> uh, Leon says, does anybody have any requests? I am marveling at being inside of a car. <laughs> yes, fish out of water stuff. Sarah, if you, you got any fish out of water thing happening? You've been in a car a few times, and you recognize Leon, so that's cool. But you didn't know he was part of a secret club. Magnus is just lounging, feeling 100% at home here. Nice. <laughs> Used to the finer things. Okay, well, you guys get... Uh, you hit the Staten Island Bridge, you head over whatever that one's called, and uh, you get into Staten Island, drive for a while, and you're going past a big uh, green area. You're pretty sure it used to be the landfill, Magnus, the Fresh Kills. Yeah. And then uh, it goes down into a, a pretty grimy neighborhood, and you see these big old apartment towers everywhere. And there's a little uh, newsstand, and the limo pulls up next to the newsstand. Who gets out first? Let's have a a, a, a traveling order. Who's up front? Once we probably piled out of the car, I would definitely be towards the front, if not leading. Okay, so Clive will be in front, then Hezekiah. Who's next? Probably Magnus. Magnus. So stick somewhere towards the middle. Seraph Janine and Alexa will be in the back. Definitely towards the rear, yeah. <laughs> Alexa will be in the back. Um, okay, so Clive pulls out his uh, his phone and he, and he brings up his dossier and he shows it to you guys. And so you all open up your little iPhones and, and go to the same place. There's this, uh, it looks like he might be Vietnamese, Magnus. Um, okay. His name's Mike Lum and uh, he's an FBI agent. And he's uh, undercover in the building. And he's your contact. He's not actually a, uh, he's not, he doesn't know that you're like ghost hunting dimension hoppers, but he, uh, he's part of it, right? He's, he's, he's seen some weird shit and has been uh, roped into the group a little bit. Okay. So we don't have to act like we're just regular human people. Right, and so there's a secret handshake or something. If anyone wants to develop a uh, 
a way to tell him that uh, you guys are are part of his group. Um, go ahead. And I don't have a good name for the group yet either here on Earth. Uh, so if anybody wants to come up with a cool hero name, they can do mm-hmm. that as well. Um, but yeah, his name is Mike Lum. He's kind of going undercover to, to get into a, a gang. And so he's that's why he's staying here at the project. He's got a fake leg injury. And um, all uh, the only other thing it says is that the evil corporation Sombra is trying to buy the property. And huh. uh, and the tenants are trying to stop it from happening. So you you'll find Mike usually in the courtyard or in the laundry room in the basement of the West Wing. So we need to make contact with this man. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So Clive's out front. He's uh, you're all just standing outside the limo. Leon uh, leans over, opens up the window, and and he's like, uh, "Should I hang out or?" drive somewhere else? What do you guys, what do you guys want? You're not exactly low profile in this neighborhood. <laughs> no, this is a rough neighborhood and you guys all stand out like a sore thumb. <laughs> Hezekiah, you are, you and Alexa are the only dark skinned people, mm-hmm. I believe. And so, um, yeah, the two, <laughs> The two white folks you're with uh, are definitely standing out. There's not a lot of white folks in in the neighborhood right now. There's some kids no. roaming around and some guys on the street corner farther down. And, uh, oh, uh, there's a white dude. He's the guy running the newsstand. Mm. As a, he's probably 65, 70. And he's giving you all this real weird look. This is probably the oldest person I have ever seen. Ooh, Really? Probably interesting. Interesting. So Tom Petty is about seventy. Uh, this guy, oh, okay. this guy's yeah. about that, but he looks way older. Hmm. He looks rugged, ragged. <laughs> right. Well, he gives um, you a snap and like a. Guess I'll do an investigation flip to see where we might start looking. Okay. Yeah. Investigation and intelligence, wit. Sure. What was the name of the the cop we're meeting again? Uh, Mike. Mike Lum. Mike. Mike Lum. Yeah. Jokers are crit fails, right? That's right. All right. Well, no. I've got one on this one. Nice. Well, I've got nothing. Oh, oh, that's the other thing. Uh, we didn't assign an ant, or did we? Do you guys remember who got the anti Joker last week? No, I don't think we did. I don't mm-hmm. have it written down. If we did. Ooh, no. Uh, Clive has it. So since Clive isn't with us today, I'm going to give his anti-joker to Andrea. Okay. So if for some reason you wanted to scrub somebody's joker, you can do that. Um, So anyway, Hezekiah, how many successes did you get? Uh, I got one success. Okay, that's terrible. (laughs) So so, uh, for the listener... um, and you guys, I guess, when, when you get a joker, it doesn't necessarily mean that something terrible happens right now. I can hold it and use it later. So that's mm-hmm. what I'm going to do in this case. Fair um, enough. Oh, and uh, when we saw that dossier, so Mike, um, what's his name? Did it tell us what his name was in his undercover? Uh, yeah. Or is that his undercover name? It's Tony Knock, G-N-O-C. Okay. And they call him G-Knock. 
is his little know? gang name. Okay. He's about 25-ish. Okay. And you said, like, Vietnamese, probably? Yeah. So would any of you have, like, combed your way through his dossier and learned everything about him? I probably would have nah. done it once over, or at least tried to. Nobody here is, like, a super researchy type? Nah. Mine is medium research, well, yeah. but more magical research. Yeah, you do have a practice in investigation. Uh, why don't you do an investigation flip to see if you can see any sign of Mike? Okay, so that's invest, just investigation. That'll be in- investigation plus intelligence, So that, or let's call it wit for this one. So that'll be okay. four plus one because you're healthy, five flips. Okay, uh, that is three successes. Three successes. Okay. Yeah, so you see a bike on its side next to a a, 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 a tree. Uh, okay. It doesn't have a, a, a cord or anything like that, but it's got a little sticker on it. And the sticker is a coded like message, essentially, to tell the team that, that he's a part of the group it's a it's like a a skate sticker with a tower on it okay so he's he's here somewhere okay and um you see a white suv all the way down the corner um Mm -hmm. and it's idling and it's all blacked out tinted windows and everything okay and um that's the only other thing that draws your attention might be some dangerous people in there. There's a few guys on the street corner opposite that. There's little graffiti and everything all over the place that tells you the South Shore Dragons, the gang that he's trying to join, uh, have a presence here. And you notice a uh, a candy wrapper sticking out of the garbage right next to the newsstand. That is a... Uh, it's a... Uh, one of those weird snicker peanut butter snickers that uh Mike likes to eat those all the time. <laughs> so okay. maybe he was just here. All right. Uh Magnus is gonna walk up to the the newsstand. All right. And by like does it sell is it like meat like like snacks and like newspaper like that sort of thing, like gum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's just like all a right. mini bodega. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Souvenirs. There's a World Trade Center tower, postcards, shit like that. Okay, uh, yeah. Magnus is going to pick out a pack of gum. <laughs> kind of gum with Magnus. Juicy fruit. He's going to get a pack of juicy fruit. Since he is a juicy fruit. Uh, no, sorry. Um, <laughs> and kind of chat with the, uh, chat with the, the newsstand owner. Okay, he's like, "Hey, welcome, uh, welcome to Sal's News. Uh, take whatever you like. Uh, we got real, real good prices." Uh, just, just the gum, please. Uh, how much is it? Uh, the gum that's uh, two seventy-five. All right. Uh, reaches into his pocket, has hands over the money. Hey, you're Magnus Bain, aren't you? I seen you on the news. Oh yeah, <laughs> actually, uh, you know, I'm I'm here to meet a friend. Do you know Do you know Tony? Yeah, he gets this 
like real like conspiratorial look on his face and he's like uh eh, to be honest i didn't know tony had any fancy friends oh we uh we met in college <laughs> he was, uh, how old is magnus huh how old is magnus <laughs> he looks to be like in his mid-20s oh okay so it's it's conceivable okay yeah. Uh, the guy like kind of giggles a little bit, and he goes, mm. "Oh, oh yeah, I didn't know, I didn't know Tony uh, ever went to college. It was community college? No, I mean he, he worked at the college. He wasn't oh. going oh, to college. I wasn't office. aware that Tony worked. <laughs> it's a joke. It's kind of a yeah. Never mind. <laughs> you know, in magazines, uh." Something to drink? Refreshments? What about your friends? Uh, no, they're, they're all right. Uh, you know, tourists. Okay, do a, do a, uh, do an empathy presence flip. Okay. Empathy. So will be six cards. Six. Oh, and you also have that ultimate if you want to bust that out at any point. Yeah, uh, that's two successes. Okay, you can tell this guy's on to something. I mean, clearly okay. it's weird that, that all these fancy people just rolled up out of a limo outside of a housing yeah. project. But also that, that you just straight up mentioned this guy who's supposed to be ostensibly a gang member. Yeah. So he, he, he's, he's got a hinky feeling. Hezekiah. Mm-hmm. I need a telepathy and presence check. Yes, sir. That is going to be two successes. Two successes? There's some bad feeling around here. It's not coming from the newsman. It's it's coming from the building that Mike's staying in, the West Wing. Mm. The the closest apartment building. Alright, guys. Eyes up. Something's going on. Let's go. Okay. I mean it's it's malevolent. It's dark. It's yeah. not uh it's not smart. You're not sure what it is, but but uh some bestial. Yeah, from those context clues, you figure it might have something to do with the demon. All right. I will uh, lean over to the other to everybody else. Like, hey guys, we gotta we gotta move. Something's going on in there. Okay, uh, uh, Magnus, are you done talking to Sal? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, he gives you your change, and he says, um, "Hey, I'd uh, I'd love to come up to that fancy club of yours sometime." Yeah, here, uh, take my card. Rub elbows with them young, beautiful people, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, just tell them, tell them Magnus sent you. They'll let you right in. Just like that, huh? Oh, yeah? Here, take my card. Hey, that's really cool. Hey, Tony! And he points over your shoulder oh uh, my towards God, the courtyard. Oh, my God, Tony. Okay, uh, you guys, uh, you guys all hear the word Tony, and that's Mike, the guy, the guy's, uh cover our identity or whatever mm-hmm. so do you all look in that direction or play it cool I prob- I'm yeah, keeping an eye on the yeah. building I'm sorry what I'm keeping an eye on the building okay I think Magnus would look he's okay. trying to commit to the, the part of old friend of Tony's oh yeah nice okay so yeah you uh you Flash your eyes over there, and you see 
Mike. And he, he was like just walking around behind the building and he sees Sal and he sees his pointed finger and like the dude's an undercover FBI agent, right? Like he's, <laughs> he's going to be a little suspicious and he gives you all a look like eyes wide as hell. And, uh, and then he puts on a big fake smile and kind of tries to stand up right, but he's faking a leg injury. So he's like <laughs> kind of cocked off to one side and he goes, Oh, Hey Sal, what's, what's up, man? And he, and he, you know, he kind of moves his arm like, like a, like a young gang member kind of, I don't know. He doesn't throw a sign, but you know, he's like posing or whatever. <laughs> and then he realizes it's you, Magnus. Yes. And he goes, oh, hey, man. Hey. What's up? Uh, hey, uh, I was just, hey, come here. This is my place. And he like throws his arms up and, and he uh, beckons you over towards him. Yeah, Magnus, Magnus heads over. Tony, it's it's been too long. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, uh, hey, there's a bunch of chairs here and shit. And he like pushes some trash off off some chairs onto the ground and <laughs> and motions as if it's his dining area or whatever. Oh, that's, that's quite all right. I've been sitting all day. <laughs> okay, what about the rest of yous? Um, now that I see that our quarry is not inside the creepy building, I will go and join him. Okay, yep. as you go towards the courtyard and the buildings on your left, mm-hmm. you and Alexa both like instinctively look over there because the the telepathic weirdness is coming from there. Sure. And uh, as you look back ahead towards Tony, he your eyes lock, and you can tell he knows that you know that there's something weird about that building. Mm-hmm. Excellent. All on the same Ho- page. Hopefully this he count. knows more about this demon. Alright. Uh, so as I get up close and I will I will get uncomfortably close to Tony and I'm just going to kind of <laughs> look him square in the eyes like, alright Tony, what the hell's going on? Uh, when you say uncomfortably close... Not I'm nose to nose? Not or? not that close, but close enough that I can talk in a low whisper but, and be heard absolutely perfectly. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, you you are you gonna sit or stand? Oh, I'm standing. Okay, so everybody's standing around these chairs that yeah. you just cleared off, and um, he says, uh, "Okay, so you guys are you guys are tower friends." I guess. I uh, think so. So look, right? Uh, so so then you know I I have a job. Like I'm a I'm a regular person, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm not supposed to be caught doing anything weird because i'm like a low-level gang member right so mm-hmm. standing around talking to a couple of fancy looking white folks who just got out of a limo it's a little weird you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so i'm gonna go and he points uh across the courtyard and um and he points at you hezekiah he's like you can follow me how's that sounds all right the rest of y'all just sit tight and act normal okay all right just so y'all know if uh if i don't come out of here actually oh hell you'll know if i if something's going on just uh, if you get a bad feeling you follow that instinct all right (laughs) i already have a bad feeling i'd like to try to shift again into oh nice possibly like a darker skinned person who's not going to like stand out quite as much oh okay yeah go for it 
Two Hell, turn into a cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. She's <laughs> yelling. I didn't realize it picked up that. She's like halfway across the room. That's amazing. She can project. She's projecting very well. Okay, so Brittany, how uh, how many flips are you doing? Uh, I did four. Oh. And I got two successes. Two successes. Do you want to add anything to that? No, I think I'm going to leave it at that for now. I'm going to save save it in case something terrible happens. Okay. You guys all all look at her and like your eyes widen as her hair go turns almost black and her skin darkens just a tiny little bit and her eyes go to brown. She's still in her fancy white lady clothes. And <laughs> and so it's I thought we were all wearing like like armor and stuff now. Oh, that's right. Oh, okay. So you would have had like a a, a Staten Island gear or whatever. Um, so yeah, you're just in regular, uh, I don't know, like a hoodie and some jeans and tennis shoes. Mm-hmm. All armored, of course. And so, yeah. So all of a sudden she looks like uh, a little less conspicuous, but it feels weird. It feels like you're ho- having to hold it. Like it's not... It's not normal, it's like not, where like it's just sticking. It's, yeah, it's not sticking. It's like you're having to to concentrate on it. So um, it might not be as effective as you were hoping for. Well, I let out the breath that I was holding to try to do that. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. do, do I go back to Janine? No, you're still this this uh, slightly darker person, but okay. um, it's just uh, it's not as effective as you thought it might be Uh, all right so yeah so you guys are standing there with clive and clive just takes the seat alexa uh alexa whispers in hezekiah's brain um i'll be in contact with you the whole time Mm, i'm sure you know if anything (laughs) let me know if anything happens oh and she'll send shadwell along to to follow you the eyeball that flies oh okay not conspicuous so. at all. Definitely less <laughs> conspicuous than like a. It's white... like a softball size eyeball that, that we are floats the about a hundred feet over you. Stealthed. All right, let's go inside. Magnet is just internally face palming. Internally what? Face palming. Oh. <laughs> no, so, like, yeah. You all have no idea how to operate. <laughs> Clive says, okay, guys, if anybody asks, we are real estate agents. As soon as you tell me what a real estate agent I will know exactly what we're doing. <laughs> we're here to, to check out this property. It might come up for sale soon. How's that sound? Oh, okay. Yeah, got it. Yeah. Okay, so Hezekiah, you go across the courtyard to some swings, and you are swinging next to, to uh, Mike. And he goes, all right, man. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you trying to do here? Um, I mean, we're we're trying to gather the pieces of the beam. Pieces of the beam, right? Okay, and there's there's one in our building. That's what they're telling us. Uh, but there's also some something bad in there. I don't like it. Yeah, some kind of nasty negative energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mala's been talking about it a lot. Have you? Do you guys know Amala? Amala. Amala. Uh, I think so. I think I met her briefly. She's the uh, organizer. Mm. She she lives in the building. She's trying to get the tenants to fight the 
the real estate sale to mm. Sombra. Yeah. Yeah. She, oh, there she is. And he points back the way you came. And um, <laughs> she's like coming in the, the back of, she must have a first floor apartment because she's going around mm-hmm. the like uh, cinder block wall with like a bunch of groceries. And she's got a little girl with her and she's pushing a stroller. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I guess we should head on in. Okay, cool. Yeah, she'll help you guys get into the building. Okay. Uh, she might even let you stay with her. I would, but, you know, job and all. Fair enough. If you have any questions, uh, he writes down his uh, number and gives it to you. Just text me. I look at that, and I will pretend I know what that means. All okay. right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, like, uh, I hold up your the name, number, bro? and I, I put it away, and I, you know. Long days and pleasant nights, and I head around back. Okay, quizzical look on that. <laughs> and then he goes, what's your name, bro? Oh, uh, Hez, uh, Hezekiah. Hezekiah. You know how to shoot? Yeah. All right, man. You might have to. Uh, Good luck in there. Gunslinger don't go somewhere if they're not ready to use their training. Okay. Right, then. So I... We'll go around back. Everybody do an investigation flip. Got a queen of hearts already, just letting you know. Nice. So that's investigation plus... Intelligence. I've got one success and it is the queen of hearts. And what's your charm? Charm is... uh, I've got a charm of two. Nice, so that's two successes. Excellent. I got one success and a joker. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. I also got just one success. All right. Um, so, uh, let's see here. Um, Magnus and Seraph, y'all are talking about something. I'm not sure what. Do you want us to give us any flavor while that's happening? While you're obliviously missing the thing that happens. <laughs> uh, Magnus definitely has opened up his <laughs> packet of gum and offered a piece to Seraph. Yeah, nice. yeah. Gum? And Seraph, uh, Magnus apparently knows this place like the back of his hand, so he's the guy to ask for any culture questions, fish out of water uh, stuff. <laughs> uh, so, so we're in. Gum is delicious, by the way. It's blowing your mind. Your your mouth is full of, of passion and joy. And then, like, I start talking, and all the flavor is just instantly gone. Like, it's just done. Yep, it is juicy fruit. <laughs> <laughs> I just have, there's no more flavor. And I'm like, oh, this is rather disgusting. And I, like, spit it out onto the ground. <laughs> so, Magnus, you explain that we don't spit gum on, on the ground. <laughs> and then... It, uh, Seraph, you see gum everywhere on the ground, and then Magnus has to be like, yeah, well, I mean, uh, politeness or whatever. Uh, I, I, the neighborhood. <laughs> I, like, pick it up and just kind of hold it in my hand, because I'm not going to put it back in my mouth. So, we're in a place called New York. Is that where I'm picking up? Yeah, New York correct? City. Yeah, okay. So, wh- like, where is that? <laughs> Uh, how much? Never, I have never been somewhere with this many like technological advancements and like or anything. I, I don't. I don't recognize anything. Any of this. 
Where where are you from then? Um well that's kind of complicated. I guess my world is very connected with like portals and all that sort of nonsense, but I live in in a place where the sun like you can't stand under the sun like we're doing now. You you would just be burnt to a crisp and die. And mm. everybody lives underground and you know, the only people who have even seen the sun are these horrible like hell creatures who wear these terrible dark cloaks and praise this horrible hellish god and this is nowhere like where i'm from yeah sounds a bit like well anyways uh this is a much nicer place than that this is new york city the majority of the world is this technologically advanced uh this is this the you know Pretty much the norm, though. Uh, many people like to say New York City is the best city on Earth, but I don't know. It does get a bit hot in the summer. So where does all the energy come from? Because, I mean, I'm not holding a tiny elemental in my hand as this tiny glass box, you know, lighting up and making noise and doing what it does. So what, how, how does this work? Uh, do you know anything about electricity? I mean, in relation to... Thunder elementals, yeah. Okay, just then Seraph's phone, the the one she had before, the regular one, starts going off. Oh, shoot. And Clive and Hezekiah notice that three men have wandered up to intercept the black woman with the two kids that just arrived at the backside of the of the building. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I will cautiously approach but i'll be listening as i get closer okay as you approach you uh see they they look like cops or as you would think of them hezekiah uh um what do you call them what lawmen lawmen guardsmen yeah and uh they're they're in plain clothes they're not uniforms Mm -hmm. and um they're just two guys, actually. Uh, there's a big, fat, white dude and a, a skinnier, shorter... Uh, I guess they're both white, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mike starts trotting up uh, behind you, and he goes, Amala! And uh, Amala turns, and she like tries to get these guys away from her, just kind of with a head shake and stuff and she goes mike or no i'm sorry tony hey yeah these assholes are bugging me (laughs) (laughs) so uh they look back at you you're not sure what tony's doing but they're staring right at you now Mm -hmm. all right i look i i'm just here to make sure everything's all right everything going okay sure do a, a empathy presence check Okay. And this will we're we're about to the end of the game. Excellent. I, I have no empathy apparently. Um, <laughs> well let's call it telepathy then. Oh telepathy, that works. And okay. We've got three successes. Three successes. Yeah, these guys are up to no good. Mm-hmm. And your bullshit detector is just going off like crazy. Yep. 
I'm going to take this opportunity to kind of interpose myself in between uh, the woman and the troublemakers. Okay, nice. So she looks to be about 24, 25. She's got a, a, maybe a three or four-year-old girl and a two-year-old son in a stroller. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has a college sweatshirt on from uh, Columbia. Mm-hmm which must be a, a college of some kind. Uh, she has about the same skin tone as you. Uh, okay. He called her Amala. Mm-hmm. So anyway, she she goes like, hey, are you Tony's friend? I'm Amala. And she, she sets down her groceries on the side of the cinder block wall and goes to shake your hand. I, I shake her hand in return. Yeah, name's, uh, okay, my you, name is You Hezekiah. start to reach out to shake her hand, and one of the guys just gets in your way. Mm-hmm. He's the really big, uh, tall one and fat one. Yep. And he goes, uh, hey, buddy, you live around here? Uh, thinking of moving in. Is that a problem? Said so. Amala's like, come on, Coogler. Get the fuck out of here. What do you guys want? I'm, I kind of want to puff myself up a little bit, you know, maybe make myself look a little bit more imposing. Nice. Um, so, so we maybe don't, you don't have an intimidation. I don't. Skill. Um, um, maybe um, athletics and telepathy. Sure. Well, it's supposed to have an attribute attached to it. Let's call it presence. Sure. Um, and athletics. Yeah, that works. That'll be fun. See if these guys are spooked. That's a success and a joker. <laughs> okay, you guys appear to be pretty evenly matched. Mm-hmm. But then the skinnier guy comes around beside the guy and goes, All right, fat, so let me handle this. And uh, this guy looks a little smarter, a little craftier. And uh, he reaches into his jacket to grab something and pull it out. I am going to move my hand to my gun. Oh, shit. Is your gun out in the open? Um, I, you tell me. <laughs> I think they would have had you put it either in a... The last I knew, I had a, ju- a garbage man jumpsuit on. So yeah, so it's either going to be in a Docker's clutch with a big bat with a big heavy coat mm-hmm. because it's which would look weird because it's the summertime. Sure. Or it's or it's in your waistband. Mm-hmm. Actually, here's a better you, question: What year in is a bag? It? This is 2020. This is 2020. Okay. You think fanny packs have come back into vogue? Sure, why not? I'm in fashion here in Korea right now, so oh, sweet, awesome, yeah. So uh, let's say I have a, I have a, a, a stylish um, leather fanny pack, and I just dip my hand into the pack. And is it on the side of your waist, oh, or absolutely. behind you, or absolutely. out front? No, it is. It is sunken down to be as close to like a holster as I can make it oh look and feel. Because okay. it, I've got one on each side, too. I do have to zip them up and down. Oh it's not God. the best look or the best, like, personal situation. But I'm going to say know. that Clive encouraged you just to have one mm-hmm. <laughs> and to keep it sort of in front so it looks less like a holster. 
look, I'm, I, I try, so I'm fumbling over it, but I am kind of moving towards... Uh, so you're moving in that I, direction. Yeah. He pulls out a badge, and I'm he goes... I uh, pull my hand away. Hey there, son. Uh, Hello? Something wrong? Can I help you? And he pops it open, and it says Porter. NYPD. Big star. He's totally a lawman, like you thought. Just trying to make sure this woman isn't being uh, isn't being bothered with us all. Nah, buddy, she's fine. You got somewhere else to be? And Kugler's like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna need to see some ID here, son. You do not like the way they're saying the word "son." Yeah. <laughs> I remember the face of my father, and he ain't looking nothing like you. Oh, <laughs> and then Amala from behind him is like, oh, hell no. And she pops around the side and, and you see her fumbling around reaching for something. Mm-hmm. Uh, y'all notice now that there's a bit of a commotion around the corner of the building and Hezekiah is involved. Yeah, Magnus is going to head over there. Okay. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> um. So the fat guy steps back a few paces so he can get a full view. Porter just acts totally chill, like uh, like like this is not a dangerous situation. He's probably used to always being in power. Mm-hmm. And he goes, all right, I think we got off on the wrong foot, man. My name's Officer Porter. What's yours? My and has- Amala's pulled out her cell phone now and is like taking video of this interaction. Sure. My name's Hezekiah Staunton. I sp- Put my hand out to shake it. Uh, he does not take your hand. He goes, uh, ID, please. Uh, right. Yeah. Um, oh, they told me about this. Um, so I go Alexa the- chimes, Alexa chimes into your head and she says, you left it at your house. Uh, well, no, cause when I, when I woke up in this world, I kind of took stock and I found the, like, whoever, whoever body I quantum leaped into, uh, has an ID. And your name. And the name, yeah. No, I remember. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. Yeah, like, so I, yeah. Uh, I pull it out. <laughs> but Alexa also says, and you don't have to show it to him if you don't want to. But wasn't the name on the ID different? Was it? Shit. I... <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys. Nobody knows. This is only episode two. Because <laughs> um, it was the ID of the, the guy that you quantum left into. Not right. I thought, I, yeah, I, I thought we just happened to have the same name, but I'm willing to be wrong on that. I mean, either way. All right. we'll, we'll say it's your name. We'll say okay. we'll say it's the <laughs> right. same dude. <laughs> All right. I, 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 will, I will take out and show him the idea. ID, because I have no reason not the to. Idea. Okay, he <laughs> looks at it. He looks down. He looks back up at you, down, back up at you. Whole time, Amala is filming you guys and being like, it's okay, baby, because her daughter's complaining, wants to go inside and play with a toy or whatever. Um, and then around come these, uh, these two white folks and a, a lady in a, in a sweatshirt mm-hmm. and things are just getting real weird. Magnus is not a white folks, just for the record. Wait. He, oh, that's right. That's right. Tell, tell yeah. us about that. This will be our uh, last image. So everybody uh, tell us a okay. little bit about what you're seeing or what you're thinking. And then this will be the end of this episode. Perfect. Just for the record. <laughs> So yeah, Magnus, tell us what, what we see as you come over. So Magnus kind of, he comes sweeping around the corner 
like in full Magnus Bane, I could buy this entire block. <laughs> like swagger mode. The only way to be. Yes. Of course. Um. These are clearly corrupt cops, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> or at least racist ones. Yeah. Yeah, so Magnus comes sweeping around the corner, and see, he sees the cops. Hezekiah, are, uh, is everything all right? We, we need to inspect the building. Just fine. These officers uh, apparently want to know who I am for some reason. Hmm. <laughs> Okay, Amala is now smiling as she realizes who's just showed up. <laughs> uh, who's next? Seraph? So I uh, have hidden my holster because I don't have anything else to hold my gun in. It is in a holster. But I'm just going to kind of put my hand on it and stand behind Magnus and try to look as charming as possible. Ooh, charming. Okay, let's do a, uh, I don't know what that, let's call it chameleon. Okay. So it'd be a sneaking in presence. I got the queen of hearts, the ace of hearts, and a joker. Oh! I will, I'll kill that joker for you. Nice. <laughs> okay, so you stroll up, and here's this lady in just like a, a zip-up hoodie and jeans and sneakers, totally normal looking lady, hand in pocket, clearly, uh, though, in the eyes, very badass. And she turns on the charm just like that. And it's like all of a sudden she could be a, uh, it's like Josephine Baker or Beyonce or something. Just and the cops stare at her and they go like all like jelly like <laughs> and uh and Porter like even fumbles with his badge or whatever. And he, and he looks around and he's like, there's a famous guy and there's an incredibly hot, maybe bodyguard. <laughs> and he, and he, he, he's stunned. He's stumped. He doesn't know what to do. Magnus raises an eyebrow, kind of glances at Seraph, like impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I wink. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. All right. And Alexa and Clive just look on like approvingly. <laughs> Is there a um, problem here, gentlemen? Love it. All right. Amala's like gives them this look like, mm-hmm, what she said, and they're like, uh uh no, uh It's nice talking to you, Amala. We'll catch you on the flip. And then they uh walk around the building and she's like, Mm-hmm, I didn't think so. <laughs> That's right. She puts her hand up in the air like like she's high-fiving God. <laughs> and then she goes, uh, you guys want some cereal? I just went to the grocery store. You're friends of Tony's, right? Sure. Yeah, uh-huh. All right. You must, she, you must be Amala. Yeah. I've, I've heard great things. She invites you all in. And that's the end of that episode. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. All right. It's been a wonderful pleasure having you again. Brittany and Chase need to go right away. So uh, do you guys have anything you want to tell the listener? Find me on another path. Find me on uh, on Shakespeare. Find me on Twitter at CQ Loudly. Awesome. And Brittany? Find us on The Forge at Gilda Misfits Games on Twitter or Instagram. That's right. Yeah. Get us on the Trap Society. 
We got mm-hmm. a Twitter at Trap Society. That's two P's. Tabletop RPG actual play podcasters uniting, collaborating, doing cool shit like this. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. You're great. What a fun ending. <laughs>gets into some really awkward territory like i'm not gonna get into it because you know that could you know it is a triggering show for somebody Mm -hmm. who has gone through some shit i'm sure um but it's very very good hey guys thanks for tuning in to theater chat with anna and chase yeah (laughs) let's get back to the show look leave a couple nerds alone and you know what happens Alexa has just probed Hezekiah's mind. Hezekiah, not happy about it. Welcome back to the War for the Tower. I am your keeper, game master, judge, cat lord. Uh, I'm not sure what we'll call <laughs> I am the writer, Jeff Richardson. And there's a cat in the background. (laughs) Brittany, you there? She's probably still trying to wrangle those cats. (laughs) We'll come back to Brittany. We are professional podcasters. I guess I'm the only old fart in the room that doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. (laughs) I have never known what I was doing since the day I was born, so don't worry about it. Gay people are more fun, and that's science. (laughs) And that's science, she says. I like that science. (laughs) Good science. How about everybody tells me what's going on on their own uh, creative projects? Chase, what's going on over on Another Path? Um, over on Another Path, um, it's weird because we're actually pretty... We had a very long recording session a couple of months ago, which has put us well ahead of what is actually <laughs> happening. What I have recorded versus what is happening. Uh, in the show right now, uh, the uh, the Ages 3 are uh, doing some investigations into some disappearances in a small town. Um, and they'll be following up on that where uh, it's going really well, though. I really like where it's heading. In addition, to, I, 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 we, we've got, uh, got some fun stuff coming up here. The next recording session is going to get book wild. Um, <laughs> and what we've got coming out right now is uh, absolutely fantastic as well. Uh, we had one recording night where everybody was just just their peak themselves, if that makes sense. <laughs> Uh, I get it, I get it. 
And so that really came through. Uh, in addition to that, we've got uh, Shakespeare is still going strong. Uh, last time I described it as the uh, Shakespeare podcast where we talk about all the Shakespeare's, even the bad ones. I think last time we recorded, we did uh, Troilus and Cressida. Uh, what was it? Uh, Friday night, uh, this past Friday, we did King John, a play so bad we in- tried to invent another play to go before it. Uh, Richard the <laughs> First, Richard the First is not a Shakespeare. That doesn't. Exist. <laughs> we, we made it up because it's like, oh no, no, there's this one with Helen of Aquitaine, and she does the stuff. No, that's that's King John. King John, uh, a British monarch that people mostly know from being in Robin Hood. Um, guess what? This play doesn't have any of in it fucking robin hood (laughs) um so we've got uh those are going to be the next two episodes to come out as we are recording this now um and uh we i also have another project cooking i'm not sure how much i can talk about it as of yet but it is another uh actual play podcast with uh, a couple of people from the uh uh from the uh, uh, actual play community some of dms and producers from other podcasts kind of got together and we're we're trying a thing and uh hopefully i will be able to put that out on my twitter at tq loudly here in the next couple of weeks that's awesome another special project yeah i love all the special uh, projects we have going it's so baller Brittany, tell us about the forge uh, so the Forge right now, we're actually on a break because two of our players bailed out. Oh, no. Um, yeah. So we found another player. He's actually a really good friend of ours. He's a friend of uh, my husband's from college. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's going to be uh, recording with us as a, as a brand new character. Um, we're still trying to decide if we want to bring in somebody else, maybe somebody who has like looked at the guide or something like that, but um, still trying to figure that out. But in the meantime, he did a really cool uh, intro episode where he um, went off on his own and had his own little adventure, which was super cool, and I'm editing that right now. Oh, fun. Rad. Um, and then otherwise, I'm looking into making a couple or uh, coming up with a couple panels to host at Denver Comic Con. Um, okay. And I'm hoping I'm hoping to get a lot of people interested in that and maybe even some of the people in the trap group to like come and be on the panel with me, which would be super cool. That's nice. awesome. Well, as long and as you mentioned it, are you playing on? Uh, we play on a, a platform that we created. It's called Necroforge. It's kind of based on kind of like a Dark Souls idea where it's like super hard and you die all the time and you when you uh, when you die you like lose all of your experience and stuff and you have to go back and kill that monster to get it back. Oh wow. It's like a super creepy horror type campaign because my husband's really good at like being a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. But yeah, so that's what's going on with the Forge. You mentioned the Trap Society. Do you want to uh, just give a quick update on any anything exciting that's happening over there? Um, we have uh, one player who's organizing that uh, that pay-to-play one, the, the pay-to-play campaign, so he can raise money for his fiance, girlfriend, wife. Yeah, I don't this know. This is so um, cool. 
for her college expenses. If this is still going when this episode comes out, I would encourage all our listeners to uh, to check in. Go to the uh, there, we'll make some channel for how people can get in on it. But basically, he's setting up tables, and he'll he'll have players play, and they what do you buy in like twenty bucks a session or something? And yeah, yeah I think to, it's something like that. It's to help pay off his uh, fiance's student loans. Like I don't, I don't know why I find it so delightful. And then we also have uh, Andrew, who's organizing the Pugmire campaign, which is going to be super fun. Yeah, what's that? Pugmire. Pugmire is a and d universe where everybody is a dog. Oh, <laughs> my. You play, you play as dogs. And so he was like, oh, you know, and if anybody wants to help with NPCs, like, I'm open to that. And I literally, like, had already thought about what all of my dogs would be class-wise in D&D. And so I just, like, posted all of them. I was like, all of your NPCs should don't be you trappers. Have an advantage dogs. in that? How so? Don't you have an advantage in that? Because I know when I got out of school, I knew the history side weight and temperament of seventy-five breeds of dog and cat. <laughs> <laughs> Animals take terrible care of themselves. They do. <laughs> Okay, well, this is so much fun. I'm having a great time, but we do have to get into our adventure. Yes. <laughs> Puppy, puppies are like the most insane creatures that anybody will ever have to deal with. They're just like so loud and annoying and they're messy and they're gross. And then people come in and they're like, you guys take really bad care of your animals. I'm like, look, we're doing our best. <laughs> Chaos. Like, that, dog, that dog's pooping. And I'm like, yeah, you poop too. <laughs> yeah. Everybody poops. Like a dirty Darren Chris. About <laughs> <laughs> to get mind freaked. <laughs> What's Alexa thinking right now? Steve? Steve. What happened to Steve? <laughs> He's here. Yeah. I heard him. He said brain dive. Here's Steve. Steve. No seconds for you. I get at least one. I'm going to take two if I can. God damn it. (laughs) This is so sad. I like to play Despacito. (laughs) Is that the sadness um, uh, eject button? Despacito? (laughs) I guess. Have you guys heard, uh, have you guys heard the Pokemon version of Despacito? I have. It's fantastic. Yeah, my husband sings it every day, every day. That's a delight. It's horrible. <laughs> I love him deeply, but I'm thinking about divorce very seriously. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. He sings. He sings it every day. I hear it every single day. I hear it in my sleep now. <laughs> <laughs> Pen and face cards are successes, correct? Mm-hmm. Correct? Yes. Jeff, are you there? I'm here. Jeff? Come on, what? We need to find another door. And this one is very special. All right. What makes it so special? Because this door opens up. Don't all doors? Math is hard, and I, that, this is coming from someone who does math professionally. <laughs> to my chagrin. What a fun ending. 